dumb. No, that's dumb. I hate, <laughs> I hate myself. I hate, you know what? I'm just going to. That I'm just gonna go like I'm gonna you go had to go all the opportunities to talk about Japanese schoolgirls. I'm just gonna and delete with- myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, okay, it's the okay. Clock breakdown, boys and girls. I'm Nate. That's Josh, and it's it is our howdy, our spooptober. Ooh. Don't spoop yourself. Don't things, do it. Things are gonna get so spoopy. Hmm. So spooby doopy, and you know what, what? What's interesting, and and we'll 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 get around to it uh, here in a little bit, Josh. Uh, after we get rid of, uh, you know, or, uh, get rid of. Whoa, that was grim. Uh, <laughs> get through some of the the housekeeping stuff, but uh, this was a bit of a th- this one is a bit of a deviation. Uh, mm-hmm. We we've done Dead Space, we did Silent Hill right. two, we did mm-hmm. Bioshock was a little more whatever but mm-hmm. this one um was not nearly as like visceral but uh, of course we're talking about doki doki literature club or doki mm-hmm. doki literature club plus because mm-hmm. that's what we ended up playing o- originally i i do feel like we need to uh and and i mentioned something in the discord and i think even on the twitter that we had intended to cover dying light but after we yeah. sort of both cracked that thing open a little bit there's a lot more in dying light to sort of be digested and gone through. And I'm actually like, I'm glad that we're giving that thing a little bit of time to, to breathe instead of trying to like yeah. make that work. Um, yeah. Kind of makes me wish that we had started that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I but, feel you. But this'll, this, this'll work. This'll, this'll do just fine. I th- I think so. You know, I was just, there's so much like, zombie gameplay running at you die, like it that game just freaked me out so much i needed to just sit back and chill with something so doki doki literature club you know just a, a visual novel very bright happy you know pink and uh, polka dots piano music playing in the background i mean and then it went this psycho was such a a breath of fresh air no no, dude, stop it. Stop. You you are lying to the listener. It's it's that way for a minute. For and, two hours. And then it goes absolutely back guano crazy mm-hmm. psycho. Like it's uh but it not the same it's not the same like visceral kind of like existential. Like it's it doesn't it didn't like one of the things just sort of briefly talking about dying light is like dying light did such and does such a good job at like generating like a legitimate fear response in me, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I'm playing the game. I'm like, hoo, hoo. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I can feel like my blood pressure and my heart rate rising. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas Doki Doki literature club is very much, uh, is very much more of like a mental, like kind of got in my head and yes, like I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's more of a psychological horror than it mm-hmm. is. Uh, yeah, yeah, that visceral like scare. And we had even texted back and forth while we were playing it because yeah, there the, there's some very surprising moments in the game. And uh, I, I'm taking this word from the game itself, but it to me it was less scary. It was more disturbing. Yeah. than it was scary, which you know sticks with you, but in a very different way, and not in a way that like you know you're gonna wake up in, with cold sweats. Although. We have heard from people in the Discord that they have had dreams with some of the characters of this game in them. Yeah, 
that that's a thing that's weird um, it, that that's kind of <laughs> sc- scary spooky um spooky yes but yeah so. um but y- you know what josh uh before mm-hmm. we we get too far down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. it has been two weeks oh it's that's been, true that's true it has been, it's a been two weeks it's been <laughs> so yeah what's new man um what how is that's, how that's, is your fortnight been that's a good question. Um, I haven't like I should have thought through this so that I could, you know, pull a highlight out of what I guess. I guess the biggest highlight was that we went to a um, a pumpkin patch here in town. Oh yeah, there, that's that's something that's, that I, could, I was going to say. I this mention. is actually a pretty good one. Yeah, because um, it, it was fun. It's like it's out, right outside. You know, Austin, Texas is a huge city. It's only getting bigger every single day. People are moving here all the freaking time. Uh, hi, housing Californians. Well, that's part of it for sure. Uh, the, how there's a housing cri- not not crisis, but like our, the value of our home is just like doubled since we've owned it. It's insane. It's stupid. Anyways, so that's Austin. Right outside of Austin, you've got some other smaller towns. One in particular, which feels more like you know going out towards the country, is called Dripping Springs. It's pretty close to where we we you know it only takes like a twenty minute, twenty thirty minute drive to get out there. And they had a pumpkin patch like a, a pumpkin festival out there. So we took the the family out there and there was lots of, there was lots of fun things to do. There was like, they were doing balloon animal, well, all kinds of crazy, not just animals. My son got an alien. Um, and they had like this, uh, I had never heard of it before, but you know how they're, they're, you know, like, you, did you ever have a sandbox as a kid? Mm-hmm. We, we had a sandbox as a kid. Well, think of like that, but like six times as big. And instead of sand, there's corn in there, like dried corn. Um, they had this corn pit and it was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Uh, kids played around in that petting zoo with like snakes and, uh, and lizards and turtles and uh, all kinds of crazy. Hard, hard pass. Oh, I should show you some pictures then. Cause the snake, I've got pictures uh, with the snake wrapped around. I mean, uh, I, both I my re- two older kids. I respect snakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I respect them when they stay over there and I'll be <laughs> over here. Not not come here. Yeah. I, um, weird, weird story about a snake. Uh, I was mm-hmm. on, on the route here. Uh, walked up onto somebody's porch, and it was it was un, it was very hot the last couple of weeks. We were like seventies okay. and eighties, and all of a sudden, this thing like down by my feet starts moving, and it's a freaking mm-hmm. like black snake, a little garden like garter okay, snake yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it like it's slithering away from me and like going to hide under, and I was like. <laughs> Like I almost like fell off the steps just yeah. because yeah, it, it scared yeah, me and I don't like snakes. Right, exactly. Yes. No, I, I totally get that. Like seeing one out in the wild, being freaked out by it for sure. Um, I'm, I'm just, I mean, we also had a pet snake growing up, so like, it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal to me. And it was a smaller one. It wasn't, it wasn't thick, but, but like the one that they held was not quite as big as my wrist. Maybe, maybe at its bigger points. It was as big as my wrist, so it was it was a pretty good sized snake. Anyways, just all kinds of all kinds of stuff like that. We had a great time. Well, while we're waiting in line for uh, balloon animals, this guy walks by. I'm I'm an idiot. I'm like on my phone because I'm because we're waiting in line. It, it took quite a while, so, so I'm looking at my phone. You, scrolling you through. you have already forgotten some of the counsel from the comfort crisis, where it actually right, says exactly. that waiting in lines actually helps to build like micro resilience. That's true. That's true. And, and if it weren't, <laughs> if it weren't for my wife, I would have missed a, a bit of an opportunity here because, uh, because I hear she's, she's right next to me and under her breath, she's like, babe, babe, babe. 
So I'm like, uh, uh, you know, like I heard it, but I didn't, it didn't like make its way into my brain until like that third one. And I'm like, oh, what? So she like, just kind of like points over to the side. And so I look over and I see a redheaded man who looks familiar with some, with a bit of a beard, you know, kind of like what I have uh, with facial hair. And uh, the, Only he has out, a ton of hair on his head, unlike you. Yes. Yes. Very long, like orange hair. Um, turns out th- this guy, his name is JP Sears. If you've ever heard of Awaken with JP, his YouTube channel, uh, he's a, he's a YouTube comedian. He, he started off by doing a lot of comedy around like the whole like spiritual, like basically just satire of, of, you know, spiritual gurus and stuff like that. Uh, and he's since become very political and I still follow his stuff and I think it's hilarious. Um, but it was just kind of a shock of just like, Oh, Hey, he's, like real person in real life. Um, so, so I was able to go over and just like, and I, okay. Living in Austin, I've run into celebrities or, you know, like people that I, I've been to enough concerts and talked to enough musicians that I really respect and look up to, to know, to treat them like human beings, you know, like, and not get that, uh, that, that like, you culture shock. Don't get just, weird. Like, like they're exa- just people. Exactly. Exa- yeah. Yes. Yes. Just treat them like people. It's kind of refreshing. And I mean, this is a YouTube celebrity. So like, I don't know how often people like recognize him, but he was there with his wife. He had his kid, you know, carrying the, on the ergo carrier or whatever on his chest. And so like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bug him. So I just, I just went up to him and I was like, Hey, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't mean to like, you know, I don't mean to bug you. I just wanted to say I watch your stuff and to keep it up like it's it's good stuff. And he was just re- he was real nice, you know. He said, "Oh, thank you so much. Just keep, you know, keep watching. Uh, I really appreciate it." Kind of a thing, and you know, said thank you guys. You know, shook his hand and you know nodded yeah. his wife, and she was real nice as well. So it that was it. It was like a total of like ten seconds of yeah. you know just saying hi and leaving. But it was just like wow. Hey, I didn't, I didn't, I knew he had kind of done some stuff around here. I didn't know if he lived here, if he was visiting, whatever. I also didn't want to stop and talk to him for 20 minutes. Like, that's not the point. He's there with his family to hang out, like not to have people, you know, asking questions. So anyways, that was kind of fun, but it took altogether too long to explain. How have your two weeks been? Well, uh, I mean, Megan and and I shared this with the guys in the Discord. Uh, yeah, uh, my wife and we were both vaccinated, and I. But she ended up getting COVID. Uh, she mm-hmm. tested positive. We believe that one of her students brought it in, uh, mm-hmm. to the classroom. And the thing is, just like Megan gets kind of, it's I I've explained this multiple times, and even I just explained it to you earlier tonight, but. Uh, Megan, her, her immune system is not nearly as robust as mine. Like I get Mm -hmm. sick every two or three years for like three days. And then I just, you know, even if I get like a case of the sniffles, it's just like, uh, you know, mucinex and energy drinks and power through it. We basically, she was quarantined for about two weeks upstairs. Uh, I have not, I did not test positive. And so I went, you know, I was home for a couple of days and then, you know, it was just basically working and sort of like taking, you know, feeding her and taking care of her, which did afford me a ton of time to play video games. Um, because it's like, you can't really like, I would run out and get stuff for the house, like, you know, supplies that we would need. And of course I managed to 
forget to pick up paper towels like five times. <laughs> like I was like, we need paper towels. What else do we need from the store? I'd go to the store, I'd get everything else, and I'd come home and be like, I forgot paper towels. Crap. <laughs> um, I, I did that the other day when Sam wasn't feeling well. I went to the store to get stuff to make chicken noodle soup. It's so much better when you make it yourself. Mm-hmm. I forgot the noodles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like everything else I got. No noodles. Just like, Anyways, uh, sorry. But no, but yeah, it's, it's like, but, um, and it was really cool. Uh, some friends from church brought, brought food and just some friends brought oh. some food over. So it was, we, we did, you know, we didn't have to do a ton of cooking by we, I mean me, but it was like, and by me, I mean heating stuff up on the stove. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, she was upstairs for a while and, and, you know, aside from like some vertigo, uh, she's good, but yeah. I'm, I'm just grateful that her symptoms weren't all that bad because like mm-hmm. she has, like I, I told you there was one time I was out of town and, uh, she got, she got the flu and mm-hmm. she, she has had to be hospitalized several times because of that. Like <sighs> her body just like goes into full like full scale rebellion like she tries mm-hmm. to like hydrate and stuff but she just can't keep anything down and it ends up yep. like and so i was just grateful that she was able to be home and like i i honestly believe that probably if and again i'm not trying to be like hey like hold your position whatever but mm-hmm. i i'm grateful because i think without the the vaccine megan's symptoms probably would have she would probably would have been hospitalized which mm-hmm would have been super scary. Um, especially the way this thing just sort of manages the wreck people, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, just grateful for that. Like, and again, just don't want to sort of like go down too many roads there. Just want to say like, Hey, you know what? She's aside from some vertigo, she's, you know, on the other side of that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's back to annoying me at full strength. So, (laughs) <laughs> awesome well i'm, I'm yeah. glad to hear that yeah for sure <laughs> she's uh, i'm glad i'm glad for her to to be back down but um yeah it was it was it was you know i'm just getting used to the new route so that's that's mm-hmm. that but yeah i mean fun like it's it's yeah it's been okay it's been just kind of a long two weeks but not bad mm-hmm. you know just just long just been kind of super busy and you know except for the times when i'm not so (laughs) yeah but makes sense well let's just uh without too much jibber jabber or without further ado let's just uh get into the backlog report dude oh that's some absolutely oh that fully work outstanding sir outstanding oh, thank you thank you you know I, I try and bring my best every episode and uh yeah, you do you do <laughs> yeah try is the operative word <laughs> it's true it's true um all right so a reporting what kind of what kind of reports do we have here to uh to fill out for this week um as i think about it some of the games that i play you know we talked about dying light we both mm-hmm. kind of dove into that, so so I played it some on PC. I actually started over in PlayStation. We can talk about that more in a future episode because we are that that's also something where I I don't know if we explained at the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah, we yeah. are going to do an episode on Dying Light. Yeah, we're it's going to happen, back. but um, it's just not it, we were not able to do it this time. 
So for a spooky episode, we switched it to something different. Um, so I, yeah, I actually restarted on PlayStation so that you know I could play with some friends, gather around because I was sucking hard on on PC. Well, although I do have to say, the drop from you know like seventy the performance frames drop per yeah. second to thirty uh, was unfortunately noticeable, and that's totally like that is very. Um, not elitist uh the, the, come on we've already said the word entitled times already. entitled yes that's very entitled for me yeah. to say like i hate that i could that i could notice it but it was still just like oh man it feels more jerky but it's just the smoothness of like moving around in the world and i think i think it's getting updates on ps5 isn't it sometimes uh, i i know that i got like a patch on it or something the other day but i haven't fired nice. it up since then but nice. that's maybe awesome. That's awesome. All I, I, I haven't it, noticed oh, it, what it ran real good. Sweet, yeah. I and I haven't noticed any like bad performance. I I had seen some reviews of people complaining about it, but that might have been when it was first released, and it's since mm. been patched. Um, so it doesn't run poorly. I just unfortunately got used to it on PC, and that's mm. my fault. Um, so what do you, real quick, I mean, and I don't mm-hmm. want it, but the controls. What do you like? They they took me probably a, cu- a solid couple of hours yep. to really get used yep. to. I continually and I actually played it with a, a PS4 controller on okay. PC as well. So it's the same control scheme, although it used the Xbox button prompts. So it told mm-hmm. me to press X when it was talking about Square, uh, which is confusing. Um, mm-hmm. But regardless, yeah, it it took some get. It's funny because I when I re-listened, when I edited uh, last week's episode or last um, you know e- episode that we did, and you talked about dying light, I was like, all these things are my thoughts too, and now I can put them in context. Mm-hmm. Um, of like, yeah, it was hard to get used to. I still like even the third, fourth time that I played when I first started playing, like I kept pushing X to try and jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just for some reason, jump is is like X in my brain. So it's hard to remember, okay, that's that's the trigger buttons. But you're using both triggers on both sides, you know, because mm-hmm. there's like kick, punch, it's all in the mind. Um, you know, use your weapon. Jump, was that a Parappa the Rapper? That was Parappa the Rapper. Okay. It was indeed. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I caught that reference. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. That was a good catch. I like it. Um, yeah, it's not a great game, but it, it, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. But it's kind of classic. I don't know. It reminds me. The, of a, the, of a there are some time. diehard fans for that. Like, there's some people who stand yeah. for that game. Uh, I'm not yeah. one of them, but no, nah, it's, it's 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 okay. It's passable. It's not great, and it definitely feels very 90s. It's, yeah, it, it, it's of its era. Uh, there are certainly better um, rhythm games. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so so yeah, weird control scheme takes some getting used to. Once you have, once you've gotten used, to, and it kind of requires you to get used to it because of all the running around and, and parkouring that you have to do. Hardcore parkour, in parkour, the game. parkour. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, no, I I completely agree with you. So played a bunch of Dying Light. Actually, did I play any Neo? I might have played a little Neo. I don't know. I can't I can't remember if we talked last. No, 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 because I was still in the Spider Spider Palace last time we talked and that that was the last time i played so haven't played any neo um played some more games with ollie some some lego marvel just a little bit um and i did start up just because the games well actually i i wasn't able to play my switch because it wasn't uh it wasn't charged at the time but i had a little bit of time in the middle of the day can't play dying light around the kids can't play Mm -hmm. neo around the kids like these are just not the, 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 yeah, not, not good ideas. 
So I uh, pulled out my laptop and pulled out Steam, and I was like, what's a quick game that I can play? And started playing um, Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. Okay. Which is uh, really fun. Kind of, it's, it's a, it's sort of, it's not really, it's a kind of a remake. The, the. Is that the one what, that's got like the really cool, like hand-drawn aesthetic, but then you can yes. hit the button and go back to and the. And it goes back to original. Yep, yep. Yes. So it's really just, um, yeah, they put this new coat of paint on this game. The hand-drawn, like the artwork, I don't think the stills do it justice because I thought, okay, this looks okay. But then actually playing it looks much much better it feels it feels almost for some reason it reminds me of like ducktales for some reason so i don't know why just a mm-hmm. brief aside at some point in time I, I i want to come back to this just as maybe a more fleshed out topic but mm-hmm. i've been thinking about like i i don't always necessarily like pixel art but mm-hmm. like i played streets of rage 4 and it yeah. has like a bunch of hand drawn sources, and it's like, and then the was it the Wonder Boy and stuff like. I'm like, mm-hmm. I would really, and even with like Hollow Knight, a sort of a you know personal favorite of ours, like that that really gorgeous sort of hand drawn aesthetic. I would love mm-hmm. to see, like, especially now that we have like the tech to do it. I would love to see that used more often. I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this, this game has made me a believer and I've played like an hour, an hour and a half, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a short game. It's like five hours total. It's a, it's a short little game, but it's literally like it keeps all the physics from the original game. So you're basically playing the original game with a new coat of paint. So Mm -hmm. it, it brings in backgrounds. It brings it, you know, like it even animates more. Your character actually animate, you know, it turns around whenever you you push the buttons and and do, does stuff. But it's literally all the same physics, so it feels different. But it's literally the same game, um, just with a new coat of paint. And it's it is very different than I mean, even like Super Mario All Stars gives a new coat of paint, but they change some of the physics in that because it's like a ground up remake. And and so this is there's something special about this that really like hits that sweet spot. So uh, again, early on in the game, but I would highly recommend it. If for nothing else, then just to say like, this is a great way. And and like you said, you can press a button and it, the screen goes back to the old style of, of pixel art, which is not Mm -hmm. that great. You know, it's like, was it early Genesis or was it? Uh, I want to say I, I think system? I think it was. I think it's Master System. Might have been Master System, but it was it was a Sega game. That's all yes. I know. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that that one's pretty cool. Uh, so that's all I've been playing, um, reading stuff. I can't think of anything that I've actually read that hasn't been um, because of school. Because I did finish up my class. I, last week, I actually was a week in between classes, so I started up a new one. Uh, so reading, you know, chapters from different books, but not really like any kind of sit down uh, reading a book kind of a thing. So not really anything there. Um, in terms of what I've been watching, I did finish up Ultraman X. Cool. So that was pretty cool. It should not have taken that long because it was a really cool season. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I think it harkened back to more of the feel of the original Ultraman. Maybe that's just because I'm watching the original Ultraman as well. But it has this whole like ensemble kind of ca- – like obviously there's the main character. What's what's the order on that again? Because I just, I, I just finished – well, the last one I, I finished mm-hmm. Ginga S. 
Is yep. X, the X next? Is next. Okay. Yes, it is. And then it goes yes, orb, it then geed. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. 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 Yeah. And and so we actually watched the first episode of Orb as well. And that it like okay, literally one episode in, so super early in, it feels like a bridge from X to Jeed. Just because Jeed is so different, where it's like, this is your main character. You have all these other cool characters as well, but it's like a very small cast compared to like the other ones, like the classic Ultraman feels like a team of people. Whereas like Jeed is is you know like Riku and then like some really cool friends around him. Orb has like the that unexplained phenomena club thing, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's I, Orb. I started to watch Orb and then okay, but yeah, cool. I'm gonna go back. I I, I might fire up X at some point in time in the near yeah. future. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's I I did really good. enjoy it. Uh, I, th- I think that's the, yep. Actually, looking looking back at my report, that's all I got, man. What that's you all got? you got. Um, okay, let me. And of course, look. the game that we're going to be talking about, but we'll be talking about that later. Yeah. Uh, as far as games go, it's pretty much dying light. Uh, yes, I have been playing some Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. I mm-hmm. also I did fire up. There was in, I was playing on my Switch actually for a little bit, and then Megan borrowed this took the switch upstairs so um but sword and or not sword sword and sorcery uh okay. it was brothers the super brothers game and it, the, yeah. originally a mobile game and i was like i had mm-hmm. it on mobile it's got a pretty interesting soundtrack but i have it on switch and i was like well i'll play it on switch and i got started on that and i'll i'll definitely circle around and probably finish because it's not it's not supposed to be a super long game and I was like, I just want to sort of go through this thing and uh, nice. be done with it. But then, uh, and and I'm not going to regale the listeners with the full story. If you want to hear the full story of how Nate quit MTG Arena, mm. you need to become a Patreon uh, or patron. And yeah, uh, otherwise mm. that will, but I'm, for the foreseeable future, I'm pretty much done with Arena. Uh, mm. I just... Mm. Came to a crossroads and was like, mm, "Yeah, it's time. It's time to just walk away from this." Good night, sweet prince, um, <laughs> and all that stuff. As far as books or other media, just haven't like. I mean, it, a lot of it has just been like Dying Light and Doki Doki Literature Club. I mean, gotcha. But and I've just been. I spent the last couple of weeks getting caught up on podcasts, and so mm-hmm. there's that. Yep. But then I did finish the third book in uh, the Diana Wynne Jones trilogy. So it's House Moving Castle, um, then uh, Castle in the Clouds or Castle in the Sky or something like that. And then it's the House of Many Ways. Okay. And uh, it's pretty great. She was a very talented writer, and I'm probably going to be looking at you know, maybe getting into some of her other stuff. Uh, nice. Very like that, that trilogy, especially like strong, strong recommendation for anybody who enjoys like just really like, which is so funny because like, I was just like, I was listening to all the Glenn cook and the black company stuff. And it was mm-hmm. like, it was like <laughs> super grim dark. And I was like, Oh, dark. this is rad. Um, but it, this has been a bit of a palate cleanser and I'm really, I really appreciate it. It was really sort of sweet. Um, 
And for a woman who is as fond of Neil Gaiman as she reportedly was, uh, she is, I mean, I, I, if I remember right, she was an atheist, but her books okay. are pretty wholesome. It's not like, mm-hmm. like they're just fun, sweet kind of books. And I just really charming cast of characters. And it's, uh, yeah, I just like strong rec- recommendation. Just like go check those out. Uh, as far as like actually reading anything else, I, um, uh, actually taking a, a page out of, uh, James Roberts recommendation. I ordered a few of the scriptural journals and I'm going to start just like going through a few of those. Um, Nice. So my plan is I have one for Galatians. I actually want to memorize Romans eight. So, okay. And some other stuff, but I got, uh, so I've got a few of those and I'm going to just start. I'm going to finish going through Proverbs and Psalms. And as soon as I'm done with the the last chapter in Psalms, then I'm actually going to do like, I have the Proverbs and Psalms scripture journals as well. So just awesome. something that, that I, I and hopefully drill down on that. Uh, as far as anything else, like I just sort of a brief update. I have purchased a couple games. Uh, didn't uh-huh. include Doki Doki Literature Club because that's for the podcast. But at this point in time, my beatdown score is at negative seven. Uh, nice. So, yeah. But uh, if you guys are interested in sort of seeing the games that I've purchased over this uh, the the course of this beatdown season, you can find all that stuff on GG, and uh, that's actually where we've been keeping track of all of the GG or all of the beat down scoring and metrics. Like that's the app that I personally use to track all of that. Uh, I think Josh does that uses that mm-hmm. for that reason as well, or for that purpose as well. And yeah. it's, it's sort of like, it's, and again, just, we, we love, we love the app. We love the user experience. Uh, Charles is a friend of ours. So that's, and uh, we've, we're just super excited to see that thing take off. So if you guys aren't on there already, what are you waiting for? Yeah, check it out, ggapp.io. Um, you can make custom lists, which I do. Uh, for the past couple of years, I've been making lists. It's really helpful at like the start of the year to make a list of games that I plan on playing or that, you know, like as I look at my stupidly large backlog, I'm like, this one stands out. I really need to get to this one. I really need to get to that one. So sure. that when I, I look to play a new game, I can go back to that list on GG and and have even just a visual representation of those few that I've picked out and mm-hmm. and choose from that one as well. And then later I can I've also made another list of games that I've completed for the year. So that helps out in in uh tracking my backlog uh beatdown score as well. So and yeah, there are different you know, there's there's a lot of really interesting features you can mark game like you can cultivate a wish list, you can uh mark games as played, completed and you know, for everybody who's following along with the beatdown that's different scoring metrics but yeah i actually have three lists that i'm I'm keeping so Mm -hmm. purchases anything that i bought this year against anything that i've played and then there's a third list that it's uh stuff that i've played specifically for the podcast okay that makes sense much smaller but like and i think going forward every year that's i'm just gonna 
rotate new new lists for that stuff. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a great idea. Uh, you also mentioned earlier that uh, you know you've got this story um, about uh, MTG Arena that you'd like to share, but but uh, it's in our bro hang, which is one of the things that you can get, that you can listen to. If you're a patron, we do have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the backlog breakdown. Just think of it like a tip jar. You know, if you like what we do, you can, and you want to support us financially, you can just throw in a dollar or two. Uh, you get video of the podcasts, if, if that's something you that you like, but you also get our bro hang episodes, which are pretty much just us sitting around talking. We talked about uh, the new wave of consoles. We talked about Metroid Dread. We actually talked about what we're going to be talking about on our next episode, which was mm-hmm. kind of fun. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some more thoughts um, on that next episode. So if you want a preview of that, um, patreon.com slash the backlog breakdown. If you sign up there, you can get all the entire feed of all of our uncut episodes and uh, podcast and uh, bro hang podcasts as well. You know, mm-hmm. talking about like our friends, because the, the, the bro chachos really are sort of, and it's, like we've become the the guys that we weren't already friends with. We've actually sort of become friendly with all of the the brochachos. Um, had mm-hmm. a couple of them on the book club episode. Trash Turkey showed up on the, th- that mashup episode. Was still that was a banger, man. I, like mm-hmm. I, I still think about like all the the chuggles, and uh, we need to get him back on here at some point in time because that was that yeah. was a good time. Um, but you know. We have friends who make podcasts. In fact, uh, we have sure. we belong to a podcast network. It's it's just a few of us, but it's the Play Well Network. And so, you know, take a second here and just uh, listen to some ad spots or whatever. You know, some promo material that they've given us. We like their content. We think you will too. Hey there, I'm Wes, and I run the Henshin Dab Podcast. If you don't know what that is, well. It's a one-man show where I talk about all the things that you need to know about the tokusatsu genre from Japan. If you've seen shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you've seen tokusatsu. And I just happen to think those types of shows are pretty cool. So come on over and take a listen as I discuss all the current and retro happenings in the genre. You can find it over at anchor.fm forward slash henshindad. I'll see you there, and don't forget, henshin a go-go, baby! And we're back. All right, Josh. Uh, mm. So my heart is a fluttering with oh, what we're going to be talking about. Is it? Is it going? Is your heart going? Doki, 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 doki. That is, uh, if for anyone who doesn't know, that's the Japanese onomatopoeia for the beating of one's heart. Generally, it has to do with love. You know, that's kind of the idea. But it's also, it, I mean, it's just generally the beating of your heart. So in. It could be that you love someone, they make your heart flutter. could be that you're afraid of something and your heart is fluttering as well. And in the case of the game that we're going to be talking about today, it might it's be... It's probably uh, a little, little bit of column A, a little bit yeah. of column B. <laughs> hey doki doki, man. But uh, before we get into the spoilery stuff, let's just talk about some mm-hmm. of the vital statistics on this game. Okay. So it was developed, and this is a very much an independent game. And it was, it was sort of like one of those things that it was making the rounds for a while. And of course, as mm-hmm. we are wont to do, we came to it like two years after it was already sort of a big deal and said like, eh, well, let's see what all the fuss is about. Um, was it really only released in 2019? Well, no, I'm just saying, okay. like, you know, I, I wasn't being exact. I'm just, okay, okay. I, th- I thought it was, like, 
earlier than that. I'll get there. But, uh, I'll get there. Okay. Sorry. 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 Uh, <laughs> um, but it was. So the, when was it released, Mr. McKeever? It? Uh, it was, well, let's start out with, uh, it was developed and published by Team Salvato. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and which is kind of interesting. This is mostly one man's work. Uh, he did have mm-hmm. some contributors as far as some of the visual assets and I think some of the music. But uh, he, the the chief designer, producer, writer, he actually did most of the music himself, if I'm not uh, completely mistaken, but was just Dan Salvato. Um, mm-hmm. So this is, and, and again, he did have some additional contributors. And just to, like, I'm using, I, I referenced Wikipedia. So I know it's not mm-hmm. a viable source, but I'm using it anyway. So bleh, this isn't a college paper. <laughs> Get off my back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, no, it's fine. But as far as platforms that it's available on, when it originally released, it was a PC only release. It was available for Linux, Mac OS, and Windows. And then when Plus came out, it uh, Plus made it available for Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, the Xbox Series S and X, uh, and then again a Windows and Mac OS uh, iterations. Uh, mm-hmm. So the original release date for the original version was September twenty second, twenty seventeen. So about four years actually. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then Plus actually just came out this last June, June thirtieth, twenty twenty one. So it is a as far as genre goes, it is a visual novel style game, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever played a ton of these. Um, right. Well, in, in some ways it did remind me of another one that I've played, but even then it's not really like, I guess it's a visual. No- yes, it is. It is. But it also has some very um, other aspects it, to it. And, and that's the zero escape games. That I'm, okay. that I'm thinking of. I was like, actually a lot of that, thinking but, about the Rampa stuff. Right, yes. And I've started that game, but I haven't I haven't picked it back up. Uh but yeah, kind of similar thing where like there there are two different styles of gameplay. One is like lots of text, it is visual novel. Um, uh, and then the other part are when you actually get to play through some stuff and, and that's kind of like puzzles and things like that. Um so but really that's that's my only other experience that comes to mind um maybe that's also because they they kind of share some similar some similar themes mm-hmm. as well <laughs> why i was reminded of that but well and Dagenrampa though and 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 uh the the nonary games and even sort of like i, w- I was thinking about persona 4 dancing like it's not we're not completely foreign to the genre, but this is mm-hmm. in a lot of ways the, the most pure version of the visual novel that are the style game that I've ever played because there's mm-hmm. like visual novels as a general rule tend to be pretty passive. I mean, you make some decisions, yes. but mm-hmm. there's no sort of actual dynamic gameplay. It's like select this choice, kind of move on. Whereas like the nonary game stuff or the nonary games um there there are some puzzle elements right rampa has the whole like trial sort of clue seeking thing um mm-hmm. oh that reminds me of ace attorney too well and the ac turn the i was gonna say the ace attorney games have like the sort of like the the clues and the interviews and everything else but there's also the courtroom sort of mechanic um, right those are almost more like modern adventure games 
like point and well, click. Well, they're, they're, they're point and click with yeah. heavy visual novel elements. But like yes. each one of these, and even the Persona 4 dancing, there's that sort of like the, the actual story is told in sort of the visual novel thing mm-hmm. with then these rhythm mini games sort of thrown in there. So mm-hmm. this is sort of like the purest distillation of that genre that I've mm-hmm. ever encountered. Um, well, and, yeah. and since you, since you brought up persona, I would have to say it's almost even, it's very close to the sub sub genre of dating Sims more so like it is, yeah. it is definitely visual novel, but it definitely goes down that road of it. He was a boy and she was a girl. Well, could it and, get any more obvious? Yeah. So let's, let's at this point in time, we can't really have a conversation about this game without spoiling things. So mm-hmm. if you haven't played the game and you're at all interested in sort of maybe experiencing this for yourself, which I'm saying, if you're even slightly curious about playing this game, uh, do so. It's quick. It's free. But be prepared. Like it is intense, I think, is yeah. like it. it's... It's a, it can be a little much. And so I would just say like you've been forewarned. Um, the game itself actually like offers trigger warnings. And as sort of cringy yep. as that may seem to some people, I think this is a little warranted. Uh, this, mm-hmm. this game handles some very, it, it, again, I'm going to just use the word intense subject matter. Yeah, And so, Wait, yeah. And it's it's so at the bottom of of its website for Doki Doki Literature called Plus, uh, it is rated M, so seventeen and up for violence, blood, suggestive themes, and strong language. Um, which I guess that comes on a little strong. There there is some strong language, not very mm-hmm. much. Um, certainly there's blood. Anyways, anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, so it's rated M. Uh, in Europe, it's Peggy eighteen. In Germany, it's USK eighteen. So it. it it comes with those heavy caveats. I I played it on PC. I played the original version. It is freeware, so you're able to download it uh, for free from directly from the website. Um, and actually, I would recommend if if you have the capability, if it's convenient, I would recommend on PC because of mm-hmm. some of the because th- it was originally developed on PC. I'll put it that way. Um, I played so the that, that the, the plus it. version on my PS5, and I kind of mm-hmm. we you and I were talking about it, and I do wish I had at least experienced it initially on PC. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah, and but there are reasons that we can't talk about because because that gets into spoilers. But like you mentioned, the game opens up. It says if you are under thirteen, don't play this game. If you're sensitive to disturbing images, don't play this game. So those are the heavy warnings. Um, and like you said, Nate, we would highly recommend if you're interested at all that you should experience this game on your own before you listen to this episode. Um, without going into spoilers, one of the main reasons for that is that we are going to be talking about spoilers, obviously, but the things that this game does are things that are very special to this medium of interactive entertainment, of video games itself. It can't be, if this were a TV show, it wouldn't work. This, yeah. Well, I I think the way that you and I talked about it is that this game this game is only like the only way this experience is only possible in this medium. It's not going to work in any other, like watching videos on it 
it's not going to do it justice. This right. this game the, the the experience actually sort of requires you to play the game to fully mm-hmm. sort of like come to grips with what which is one of the reasons that it's so stinking compelling because it's just mm-hmm. such an interesting use of the medium. But right. Yeah, in in similar and this is the closest to a spoiler I'm going to get um before we delve all the way into spoilers. In some ways it is very similar to something like Eternal Darkness mm-hmm. where it it can only be done in video game form. That's all I'm going to say. So again, we would highly recommend go play the it's 4 hours long. Like it's a short it's very short game. It's free. You can pick it up if you're at all interested play it and then come back and we can have a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that, and it, of course, if, if you do think that it is going to be triggering for some, if there's some disturbing things that have happened to you in the past, that bringing them up is going to cause uh, distress, then I totally understand. Don't play the game. <laughs> yeah, That's okay. But this is our, this is our spooky game for October. So we're diving in. You have mm-hmm. been fully warned. So from here on out, folks, spoilers abound. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Knee so, deep in these things. So, uh, and that's actually the perfect voice to talk about because this is, <laughs> like we mentioned, a dating sim. It makes you – well, okay. Is it really, I don't know though, about you. Is it really – it starts off feeling that way. I was gonna say it starts off feeling that it, way. It might sort of present itself as a dating yes. sim, but it's yes. actually just like uh I mean man, it, there's so many interesting themes that this game either tackles or touches on that mm-hmm. um yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, should we start with like a general synopsis? Yes. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Okay. This game presents itself as a sort of a traditional sort of romance visual novel sort of mm-hmm. game. Uh, takes place in a high school. Okay. You're a young boy. You, your best friend, Sayori, invites you into a literature club and pretty much forces you into joining this club with three other young, they're all 18. Of they're course, they're four, of age. Four young ladies. Right, Sayori's one of the four, so so three others. Four young ladies who all seem to want to spend more time with you, the the lovable anime-loving, manga-reading protagonist who just can't seem to do anything wrong. Um, And and so depending on the conversations that you have with these young ladies who want to spend more time with you, uh, different things will, will occur until uh, the moment of truth (laughs) where the game just kind of uh, takes a a, a 90 degree turn. I'll say that way. Mm, Just a hard turn. Well, I I would sort of, I would probably put it more like 120 degrees. It's not, it's, it's, it's it's, not all the way. It's, it's real weird. It it doesn't quite double back on itself, but it goes, Mm -hmm. it, it's a, the the degree of the turn doesn't matter it just gets freaking weird like yes it 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 like damages itself and it still continues in the same visual novel formula while also being very demented and broken what i guess so you hit a point where you start sort of 
the the girls it's within the first couple hours, right? The girls all sort of start vying for the protagonist's attention or your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it comes out that there's some stuff like there's a big sort of confession scene from Sayori. Um, and then there's some, depending on which girl you decide to help, there's like these sort of like crush scenes with, uh, what is it? What are their names? I just played this stupid uh- game. So no, I did the same thing. I have to have. I had to pull it up again. Uh, Sayori is your best friend. Sayori okay, is your best two, friend. Yeah. The lead, the the president of the literature club. Her name is Monica. Mm-hmm. And then the other two girls in the literature club. There's Yuri, who is um, kind of like the quiet, shy, more elegant character. And then there's uh, Natsuki. And Natsuki is the there. There's a term for it. I don't remember what it is. Um, Sundari. But she's, there you go, Sundere. So she's kind of bratty, kind of like in your face. She, she just like pulls herself she's, up she's by her bo- tough. straps. She's yes, she's tough. like a tough girl. Go. Like nobody messes with her. She's like mm-hmm. kind of short and feisty, but un- but underneath, when yes, you really get to know her, blooded. she's cute. She's sweet, and it's mm-hmm. like it's all a bit of a well, front. All of them are. All of them are. Yeah, of course. You know, but Yuri's that's the type of game you're playing. Yuri is sort of she's shy. She's a little more withdrawn. She's a little more sort of like in her own head and kind of mm-hmm. introverted. Um, and then Sayori is a bit of an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And Monica is just she's the most popular girl in school. Yes, she's just it, she's way out of your league. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't even know where to go from there yeah that's just what uh, the game what the, she turns into the game sort of like tells you originally so the the game again sort of presents itself as a novel uh, as like sort of just a standard fare like sort of romantic visual novel and mm-hmm. then there kind of comes a point can, well can i ahead. break in for just a second because we talked about this in the bro hang is that what i wanted to bring up is that I think it was well written in this front that it gives as a visual novel because playing through this game felt like it reminded me of the cringiness of my mindset in high school and like the way that these characters were written. Of course, they're exaggerated. You're only around them for, you know, two hours at this point, the, 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 the total of the game. But their exaggerated personality traits reminded me of people that I knew in high school. And the way, you know, these different scenes that you spend time with each of the girls reminded me of just the high school mindset of like, oh, does she like me? This kind of feels like she does, but I can't really tell. Oh, maybe it's not like, is this innocent? Is there something more in a way that like actually, like, yes, it's cheesy and it's written in a certain way, but it also, I was surprised at how much it reminded me of like, ugh, 16 year old Josh, you know, just like, ugh, gross. Like high schoolers are teenagers are gross. And like dumb, just like really dumb, like really dumb Josh, dumb young Josh. Yep. Um, and it, and like it legitimately reminded me of, so it, it like two hours in, it like had its hooks in me in a way that like, I, look, I playing this game, I knew there was going to be a twist. I knew there, it, there was something yeah. more to this game. I wouldn't just play a dating sim visual novel just just because. Like, it's not – I don't care. I have a wife and I have kids. Like, 
This does not interest I, me. I don't need a fake, like, virtual. You don't need a waifu. Yeah. Yeah. No waifus. Ex- exactly. And so I was surprised at how much this did actually, like, take me back, if that makes sense. Like, I expected, I expected the cheesy anime girl, oh, main character kind of a thing. I was not expecting how much these characters reminded me of people in high school. With me and people that I knew, and the, yeah, there's so. just enough to, and I think too, there's just sort of just enough of the illusion of depth. So where yes. it starts to get sort of interesting is uh, Sayori at at one point in time reveals that she, you know, there's sort of an exchange where she she's very optimistic, like energetic, extroverted, mm-hmm. sort of very bubbly. Wants everybody to sort of be friends and have a good time. And mm-hmm. there's a moment where she just sort of seems a little out of it. And uh, following that sequence, you you actually go visit her afterwards, and she reveals- Yeah, she to, doesn't show up to school the next day. She doesn't show up to school the next day. And so you you stop in, and uh, you, you visiting her, she reveals to the player that she has suffered with depression, and that it's hard for her to get out of bed, and that- it's things have gotten weird because now she's she's like really she just wants everybody to be happy because that somehow helps her to cope with her own pain but then things have gotten a little entangled like a little sort of entangled because she has very strong feelings for the protagonist right Mm -hmm. but she doesn't know what to do with that and uh it there's actually sort of a line and it it almost seems like a bit of a throwaway where uh, the the club president at one point in time it sort of sounds like has been whispering kind of nasty stuff into Sayori's ear, which is sort of I mean, and again, it's like we knew some of this was coming because we had mm-hmm. we'd heard this game gets weird. Um, yeah, yeah, it gives you dis- disturbing images are in this game, so like you know something's going to happen, but, it, but you don't know when. It it sort of almost insinuates that Monica is in some ways uh, encouraging Sayori to sort of like spiral a little further into the self-loathing and maybe even sort of saying things like about how she deserves to be punished. Um, and, and so that, but it, it's like I said, it gets sort of treated as a bit of a throwaway line. And all of this sort of is happening against the backdrop of like, there, there's a festival, like a school festival. They do these things in Japan. So the game is supposed to be set in some sort of city in Japan, but there's like these school festivals where all the clubs run these like booths or they take over classrooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that works. I was an American mm-hmm. high school kid. Don't get it. Um, <laughs> but. So there's this sort of it's set against the backdrop of planning for this this festival, and uh, so the following day, after that, after you, you sort of have this moment, and Sayori is the protagonist's oldest childhood friend. Like they've known each mm-hmm. other, they've been neighbors their entire lives, and there's this, they're really good friends. And so the 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 protagonist sort of in the scripted scene says, you know what, I I, I just want to help you. I want to be your friend. I I want to be there for you. Like I care about you. And it sort of turns into, anyways, the next day, she, uh, there are plans to meet with one of the other members of the club, whether it's Yuri or uh, Natsuke. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do something like you're either going to bake some cupcakes or you're going to 
whatever, uh, make some banners and, and do some like room decoration stuff with, with Yuri. Um, and so there, there's a little bit of a sequence and then there's like this mm-hmm. kind of awkward moment where it's like the, the girl that you were helping with doing sort of the prep, she sort of comes on to the character and there, there's some sort of disturbing, like depending on which one you choose, there's some disturbing things like Natsuke sort of says that there's uh maybe not necessarily like there, her relationship with her father is at best, like pretty, her dad's. In the very best possible interpretation, very strict, very controlling. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it sort of seems like it insinuates that he might be a little bit abusive. Mm -hmm. Um, But then if you're spending time with Yuri, it sort of hints that she has a bit of – she gets a little in in her own head. She's a little sort of intense and she's actually – she – it's it sort of, and again, it hints at these things just enough to mm-hmm. be like, oh, this, but it, it, that she might be a cutter, like doing yeah. some self harm. She's got a knife collection. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's, you, you know, uh, so there's some weird stuff that like kind of comes up there. And it's like, and, and at that point in time, it's intriguing enough because it's like, okay, like this is kind of like, like, this is an interesting set piece kind of stuff. There, there's some like darker sorts of, and unfortunately, it doesn't really, do a whole lot in any real ways like it uses those things Mm -hmm. but there's no exploration of those themes right and and the effectiveness of it is and and we did get some of the timeline here messed up but it doesn't really matter these are like the 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 main beats Uh, because when i said she didn't come to school that actually doesn't happen until after this um but you know you have this scene with with uh, oh uh, she leaves early and then the next day you stop in on her before you before your friend comes over yeah um but but we're talking about like these things that it's hinting at in these girls lives that are not what they see like because they you know obviously they don't know you very well and so they're 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 just playing um their parts in the literature club but then you have this day where you're together preparing for uh this festival and so, and they hint at these darker things that are that are going on in their lives, but it's couched in this um this sense of like, oh, we're actually spending time together. I can actually share with you like I actually really enjoy being around you, obviously, the girls are coming on to you um but it's like, let me show you a little bit about myself, so yes it's it's like this, but again, like I mean, sorry, but. I knew those people in high school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it's 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 like it's more realistic the way that they show. It's like you've built this relationship with them, and so they feel more um, free to talk about the more difficult aspects. And not that they go into any kind of detail, but just that they hint at these things yeah. uh, while they're spending time with you. So it doesn't come off, like it comes off as like, okay, the game's going to get kind of dark and start exploring these themes. It doesn't feel like these are crazy psychopaths. You know what I mean? It, it It's it's almost endearing because it, it's like, it feels let me like share with you these are some le- what's really going on. Legitimate teenage girls who right. are struggling with potentially like what seem to be legitimate problems. I mean, like, it seems yes. like it's going, it, it, it seems again, and I'm using that word very intentionally, it's going to be dealing with things like mental health. Um, yes. But those are really just, these are in, in some ways, and, and again, it's, 
it's unfortunate, but and I don't, but these these things really are sort of treated as props almost because mm-hmm. this game just shortly after this just does go completely off the rails. Yes. Um. So moving the 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 timeline a little bit forward, the next day. Well, actually, before that, okay. sorry, just another big story beat because when the girl leaves, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she really does come on to you at that point. She like professes her love to you, and you can either say, "I love well, you back," no, let's no, start no, going no, no. out. It's the so you have the there's an exchange with Natsuke or Yuri, and she sort of comes mm-hmm. on to you, but Sayori interrupts, right. and that's when the Sayori's sort of arc where she just like she's like, "No, I'm." I'm insane. Like I I'm in love with you, blah, 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 blah. And you can sort of, that's when you sort of hit a moment where you like, okay. she comes over and sort of like, like almost catches the protagonist and the other girl sharing a moment. And yes. then, and it's sort of right on the heels of this conversation that the protagonist had had with her earlier about how he cares for her and da, 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 da. So the mm-hmm. other girl leaves, Sayori comes and she's like, She's like, I'm crazy about you. Like, it, mm-hmm. and this is like, it's really hard because I have all these like weird feelings, blah, 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 blah. And you have a choice to respond say like, you are my dearest friend or I love you. Mm-hmm. And just full, full disclosure here. doesn't matter which one you pick. That, that like broke my heart. Cause the first time I was just like, no, like, let's just be like, I love you as a friend, you know, like, yeah. like you are a very dear friend to me. And then what happened next happens. Um, and so when I played it again, uh, I just said, I love you just to see what happens. And the same dang thing happens. And it makes sense from the standpoint of dealing with mental health issues. You know, mm-hmm. she's saying that she's depressed. It makes sense that either one would still have the same outcome, but it's still just like, uh, uh, yeah, it's, because she, this is the point <laughs> at which the game, uh, like, this is the first disturbing image that you get. And while things have been hinted at, in, in Sayori's case, like she said, she struggles with depression. Okay, that, fair enough. Like, And she's been struggling with it for a while. But do you want to explain it or do you want me to do? You go ahead, buddy, because I, I okay. feel like... Well, there's okay. going to be lots here to sort of like crack open. Yeah. So, well, regardless of whether you say that you love her or whether you say that you are my dearest friend, because both of them are still pretty like, you know, you're not saying get away from me, you freak. You know, you're still like, I'm here to help you and I want, I want you to get better kind of a thing. And so you get the same sort of reaction. The, the, they hug, they hug it out. Well, can't say that last word on the air. Um, they hug it out. And uh, Sayori's like, I thought this would feel better. Like something about this still feels wrong. Well, um, and if you and, if you go the friendship route, she's like she's sort of crushed because she just got rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do the I love you route, she's conflicted because she doesn't feel like she deserves that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so, it, right. And it hurts either the, way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and so it's, it's a little, it's a little weird, you know, she's like, I need some, I need some distance, the main character, which, you know, you're supposed to be playing as this main character, but they put words in your mouth throughout this game. So it's not really you, but it's sort of you. Um, he's basically like, I'm here to help however I can, whether you said 
you know, your boyfriend and girlfriend now, or whether you're just really good friends, you're like, I'm, I'm here to help however you can, uh, go like rest right now. Like, re, you know, just like we'll, reset we'll talk for tomorrow. a little while. Yeah, exactly. So fast forward, this is the day she doesn't show up to school. So you're like, your main character is like freaking out. I think Monica tells you to go check on her. Mm-hmm. So uh, you go to her house because that's where you went the day before that morning. You went over to her house to check in on her. And so you go up to her room, you know, you're like, hey, Sayori, are you here? Like, okay, maybe she just overslept. What the heck's going on? And you go into her room. And the game shows you an image of her. uh, She has hung herself in her room. Mm -hmm. And that is where, and it it like slaps you over the head as well. Like it, it just like right in your face on your computer screen shows this. Which like everything about this game makes this moment that I don't know for me, this was like the most disturbing moment of the game. There's more disturbing things that happen, but because the tonal shift is so dramatic. It was very, very jarring. Like Mm -hmm. I, I knew something bad, like, because it even sort of sets it like you sort of, your character panics and they run back. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's sort of, it's like, oh, this is not good. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, it was like, I was like, oh, like, yeah, it was like, they did not, there was no sort of like softening of the blow. It was like, they found like, like, I would almost say that that, that picture, and it's not obscene, right? It's not really, no, but it's just, it. It's like, yeah, it's like getting hit sort of with a brick because like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I knew something bad was going to happen, but that's Mm -hmm. when it was like, oh, uh, like, oh, like I, I remember actually sort of like, like having a visceral reaction. I was sitting in the chair and I actually just sort of like jerked back, like, Mm -hmm. like flinched a little bit. Not because like, I was like, it's not because it was like really disgusting or like right. gross out but i was just like like it it was it was jarring i mean that's the, the it was mm-hmm. it was disturbing on a level that it had way more resonance like way more impact than i i i think it in, in a lot of ways had i don't think it had earned that at all i think it was just like it was sort of like okay like yeah it's a little dark and it was like boom, it was just like it was like just mm-hmm. pushed you right off the cliff it was like nope Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like you figured you were going to have to like help her through some difficult things, Yeah. but like, nope, just immediately she like kills herself and it like rubs your face in it too, because it's not like you were told it wasn't secondhand. It's like you walk in and like you said, it's not like a gratuitous scene of like blood everywhere. She's got a little bit of blood on her hands, but, um, but just it's just this image with this character that again, like you've spent the past two hours with, you know, and it's like it's a dumb like anime girl, you know, like it's it's not even yeah. uh, anything like huge, but ju- but just yeah, the tonal shift, yeah. the way that it had kind of built up a relationship, and then it was just taken away, and and this scene of violence, and we did we hadn't talked about it up to this point. But everything about the game up till this point 
is like bright colors. It's pink and white and polka dots. Um, the background music is very playful piano the whole time. Mm-hmm. So it feels like you're in a real cheesy, you know, shoujo anime, just like very, very bright and cheery. And so something like this was just like a total shock to the system. Yeah. So anyways, we've, we've gone on about it a lot, but I do think that this was the moment, like this was the most disturbing image in the game to me simply because of how jarring it was because the other ones that you see that are more disturbing, like have been, uh, have been, no, you've already seen this, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things, too, where, yeah, everything, like, there there are more disturbing or more grotesque images. Gr- yes. Mm-hmm. But this one, sort of, like, it just, it does sort of just whack you. Um, mm-hmm. But then the game ends. Just, you get an end screen. Um, but what kind of what happens next is the game starts itself back up and you see the, the menu, you go back to the main screen only this time, instead of new game, it looks like all glitched out. Like some, and Mm -hmm. there's some of the, the the initial image is kind of like jacked up and Sayori's image is corrupted. So with, with some pieces of Monica's image and it's pieces of all the different girls. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Mo- okay. Primarily Monica, but uh all the different girls there's some pieces where it's sort of um but anyways, so if you click on the new game spot, the game sort of kicks back up and it does sort of a rehash of the game, but instead of Sayori sort of being your entryway into the literature club, it's now Monica herself is like talking to you and she's inviting you into the literature club. And this is like the game just gets more and more bizarre. And, and like mm-hmm. the really ingenious part is that it sort of plays with sort of this like corrupted files um, trope through the rest of the game. But like this mm-hmm. is where, but so if you keep playing through the game, right, um, it, it just becomes like more and more deranged. Um, yeah, Yuri and, yeah, and Natsuke both just become like, you basically go through that same three day, four day cycle again, but like everything is sort of turned up to 11 and there's no Sayori to be a mitigating figure anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually, a, right. a, a, I was thinking about, you know, I don't mean to interrupt her, right. But there's that conflict between Yuri and Natsuke at one point mm-hmm. in time. Cause like, so we should probably talk about, there is a sort of mechanic in here where part of it is you're writing poems, right. For yeah. the, the people like to, to let the other members of the club know a little bit about you. And there, it gives you a list of words and you pick 20 of these words. And if you do that, there are words that each girl sort of likes. And so depending on, which words you pick and which girl sort of got the most likes out of it, it will actually uh, trigger cinematic scenes with each girl. Right. Mm-hmm. And it actually, this leads to a bit of a confrontation between Yuri and Natsuke where, because Yuri is very sort of artsy fartsy melodramatic and Natsuke mm-hmm. is very like her, their, their poetic styles are very different. Natsuke's mm-hmm. is very direct it's sort of very minimalist 
and Yuri's is very, again, flowery, elegant. There's a lot of uh, analogy and metaphor sort of tied up in all of that, whereas Natsuke's is sort of like much more direct. Um, yeah. And there, and so there, there comes a actually confrontation, and in the 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 original game, Sayori sort of acts as a buffer, and you can sort of de-escalate the situation. But now that Sayori's gone, actually, it turns into like this sort of really nasty little altercation between the two of them, and Monica and the player flee the room. Um, and mm-hmm. the, the whole time, Monica is sort of making these these statements about how like. You know, it's she hasn't gotten to spend any time with you. You you also get the occasional like like you mentioned the kind of glitchy scenes where like colors might be distorted. You know, you might get like a red overtone mm-hmm. for a little bit for a second. Um, a lot of the times when you're spending time with one of the girls, uh, the text gets distorted and and comes in like this really bold black font. Sometimes, as you continue to play the game, sometimes the girl's eyes are blacked out. Just mm-hmm. like re- it seems like the game itself is having issues, like loading different things and buffering different things. Um, so it feels very th- like you're going further down the spiral in terms of the game, but also the way that the characters are treating each other as well. Yeah. And it, it ends up. And so there's multiple paths through here. You can actually Mm -hmm. get a, an end game condition with Natsuke, which is sort of, but it's not really an ending because the game just sort of like starts back up and it's like, it just pretends it wasn't there. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you can, but then the game progresses basically to the point where Yuri sort of becomes obsessed with the player and ends up killing herself in front of the player, like taking out a knife and stabbing herself in the chest several times. And then mm-hmm. the player through the game, like the game is like, there's this extended sequence where you're just you're basically you're stuck with her for the course of it's the over the, it's the over the weekend over the weekend yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. monica yeah. comes in and there's a really sort of deranged line a series of dialogue that comes out of her like and basically and then she ends up sort of acting as a bit of an autonomous like an, an ai almost and ends up deleting she deletes yuri she deletes natsuke she deletes a whole bunch of other stuff in the game and it ends on this scene where it's just monica in the classroom and just staring at you and then Mm -hmm. she starts talking and she actually starts addressing the actual player um yeah i don't know what it did on pc but i know that on my my playstation it it like I typed in the first time I played it, I, I used just my name. And then the second time I played it mm-hmm. because it, this game does require like multiple playthroughs um, to sort of see, because there's a whole bunch of stuff that's sort of hidden in there. I, I used hero H I R O. Okay. <laughs> nice. I just was like, yeah, I'm just going to start using that one. But she actually used my PSN name, Nate underscore yes. McKeever, mm-hmm. which kind of, I was like, okay, like, yeah. But then, she addresses the actual player, not the yeah. the avatar, the the actual player, and so it gets very fourth wall breaky. And 
you're you're basically if, stuck if I, in that animation that that loop. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, she says something to the effect of "Hey, name that you've given." So, "Hey, hero," or should I say "Nate underscore McKeever?" Like that's that's how it shows up and in she, for PC as well. It's like the, your your username for your for your computer. Um, so mine was Jay Brock. So well, and like, she, but I did use my name. So it was like, hey Josh, or should I say Jay Brock? Yeah, it's just like, oh shoot, like going all psychomantis here. It, it <laughs> reading my computer files does sort of this this fourth wall breaking sort of moment where the mm-hmm. game starts instead of sort of interacting through the avatar, it starts addressing you directly. And this is where the game sort of gets kind of ingenious because it'll stay on that screen indefinitely mm-hmm. until you go out of the game and you delete her character file. Yeah. And once you delete that triggers a sequence where she sort of like, she's like, I hate you go away. You're awful but I love you and I'm sorry. And she actually reboots the game without Mm. her. And then Mm. that triggers a sequence where you get into the game and it triggers a sequence between Sayori as the president now possesses all sorts of knowledge that she didn't have prior. And she thanks you for getting rid of Monica. And she was like, Monica was like basically like torturing. Like it turns out Monica had turned out up so the the way this game sort of portrays it is that Sayori was supposed to be a little bit depressed and Yuri was supposed to be like a little bit intense, but it was only mm-hmm. supposed to be a little bit. And she just like turned those parameters all the way up to 11. Right. Um, so that the, the, the characters actually like destroyed themselves in the game. But now that Sayori has this sort of omnipotent narrator sort of knowledge, she's saved from that. Um, and she, she thanks you for doing that. But then Monica actually, who is not completely gone says, Nope, this world sucks too. And she gets rid of it. Um, mm-hmm. and just, so yeah, Monica's whole thing too. The reason that she did that is because she wants to be with you, the player of the game. Mm-hmm. And in order to do so, she doesn't want to just come out and spend time with you she needs to she needs you to choose her mm-hmm. and so the part of the glitching that happens in the game too is like when you make certain decisions and choose to be with other girls sometimes it'll like oh change the name to monica you know so you click on monica so you choose her kind of a thing that's that's her deal is like she wants to, to be with you a human and she there's wants to experience humanity all sorts of weird like a, error screens that pop up yeah. that say like just monica just monica just monica right. or like <laughs> choose me yeah or like weird mm-hmm. it's just like it gets yeah. real weird um so yeah so her programming the other girls to go psycho was so that you would not choose to be with them, right? Because but, if you saw how psycho this girl was, you wouldn't want to be with her. You'd want to be with Monica, right? But then because the Monica way- is the perfect specimen. She's the one who's the cheerleader, you know, president of the literature club, has it all together while there are all these three other psycho chicks. But then she's also, but like the way that the game script sort of drives the game is that you never really have any of those choices. Right. Like, and so there's some interesting maybe commentary in there on like choice and the illusion of choice and narrative. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. really even worth, but it's like, so after, after all of that, 
you can basically, they will uninstall, like Sayori or Monica uninstalls the game or somebody uninstalls the game, but there's a reset file. So you can like, you can basically, I, I guess, Josh, like you just, you reinstall the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, so on PC and actually before, sorry, before that backtracking just a little bit, when that, when the game ends, when Monica says this world sucks and deletes everything, um, she go, it does go through a credit scroll. Yeah. And the credit, the credit scroll, um, plays. So occasionally Monica has made reference to the fact that she's late to the literature club meetings is because she's learning piano. And all throughout the game, there's this piano, this happy little piano song playing in mm-hmm. the background. Well, it turns out during the during the credit scroll, yeah. um, Monica plays this file where she is literally talking to you. So the whole game, there's no voice acting. Mm-hmm. But at the very end, it plays this file, or it, or it plays this music, and it is Monica talking to you, saying that, oh, well, you know, this is what I've been practicing. It's this song. And it's a song you've heard the entire game through, but now she sings. Like, she has lyrics to it as well. And so you have this credit scroll while this while Monica is, like, serenading you. And then during the credit scroll, because there aren't that many credits, it's only a few people on the team, you also got images of the game. But as they as they get to the top of the screen, they delete themselves. So like Monica is playing you this love song while like reminding you of the things that have happened in the game and then deleting them so that you don't remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in like this reset world, she's still like obsessed with you and doesn't want you to think about any of the other girls. Like she's still like coming on to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, and so then the game you 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 can go through the cycle again. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So after yeah after the the uh, credits roll, then she's like, I've deleted every. There's like this final little note that she leaves, and she's like, I've deleted everything. Um, you know this. The, basically, this whole thing was a mistake. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, thanks for playing, kind of a thing. And if you close out the game on PC and you open it up, it just goes back to that screen. Um, so what you have to do is you have to completely reinstall the game if you want to play it again and start from scratch. Um, it will not let you at that point restart the game. That said, there is a file in the folder that you can delete. It's called like first run, something like that. If you delete that file in your game folder, then it automatically like resets the game. It reinstalls it and it doesn't remember anything that's happened before that. Um, I do the, just the, another, uh, every time the game resets, it deletes all your save files as well. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because you have like eight different save files per page and you have nine pages. So this game gives you a ton of save files, but then it takes those away from you, <laughs> like just to mess with you as well, which I thought well, was kind of funny. And, and then, so you run through the cycle, this cycle again, and the same thing sort of happens all over again after you reinstall it only mm-hmm. this there there's after you run through the cycle well there are multiple actual endings like i said mm-hmm. there's uh and this is where the game like the the thing is like the the potency of this game actually lies in the fact that it actually requires the player especially on pc to get outside the game right and manipulate the data for the game. It's it basically 
plays with this fourth wall sort of mm-hmm. idea where anyways, and there's all sorts of stuff. Like th- there are multiple, again, multiple endings that you can sort of unlock or experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. At the point. So, you know, Monica explains how she deleted the other characters when they just went psycho. Um, and, and, you know, she says, Oh, it's, you know, it's not that difficult. I found the folder in the game folder. Um, there's a character. I found this character folder. So after I made him go crazy, I found that I could just delete their character files. Yeah. And it tells you specifically, I actually got the steam version, which is free. And uh, and she tells you, oh, you're actually playing on Steam. You'd have to, you'd probably, if you uh, want to get to these character, if you want to look at the character files, you'd have to right click on it and go to open file location, and then you'd see the character folder. So like she tells you how to get to yeah. that character folder, and so then you connect the dots of like, oh, then I'm just gonna delete her character because you know she's put me in this unwinnable state. You know, she's locked me in this room with her and with no option to do anything else except listen to her. Now, so that's that's kind of how you figure it out. It is a little different because I again I played it on mm-hmm. on on PS5. So it runs a virtual machine which simulates just a laptop. And there's all sorts of trophies tied to some of them manipulating some of that. Um but I I wanted to sort of talk to just about some of the endings. Like this game there there are so many things you you could say about some of this right and i don't i don't really have a ton more to say about it but i, I did want to mm-hmm. talk about some of the endings so there's the natsuke let's play ending which is just uh it's it's real quick and it's not even real an end state um Whereas the actual, the other games are actual end states of the game where you have to restart or reinstall. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the normal ending, which is the one that we sort of described that it's that first playthrough. But then mm-hmm. there is a good ending that you can sort of unlock. Um, and the, the way that you had to do it on PS5 was you had to basically start a game, save your file before you write any of the poems and then right. you basically go through and you write, you unlock all of the cutscenes for every girl. So there's three poems yeah. that you write. And so depending on who you write for, you will ex- experience three different scenes. Um, there's three poems for Yuri, three poems for Natsuke and three poems for Sayori. Monica, you, you actually outside of you write a poem for her one time and that's, right towards the end of that first playthrough and it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because it's just like it's just it's all corrupted it's all corrupted yeah it's just like her name or her name it's like corrupted yeah yeah um so and 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 again so there's that sort of mini game and then one so what you would do is you play through and you do three poems for one girl you load that initial save Three poems for another before girl. Sayori kills herself. Before Sayori you kills herself, you can't see that because that'll restart the game. Because that, yeah, and corrupt everything. That will sort of, but you you go back to that point and you do that for Sayori, you do it for Yuri, and you do it for Natsuke. And mm-hmm. then after you play through that, the the sequence re-kicks it's you know kicks off again. But after you go through all of that and you delete Monica and the game reboots without. Monica and everything else. Sayori actually thanks you 
And it's sort of, it's a very similar scene where she's like, I, I recognize. And she's like, you know what? Thank you for trying to make everyone happy. Um, mm-hmm. And it actually unlocks, uh, but going through that. And, and then she proceeds to do what she was going to do anyways, which is basically delete the game and uninstall. But doing that actually unlocks, I'm going to pull it up here, a note. And this becomes like the final screen until you just delete all the save file stuff uh Mm -hmm. but a note from the maker of the game uh mr salvato and Mm -hmm. so he says uh and i'm just gonna read the read this letter i uh but uh to the special player who achieved this special ending for years i've been enamored by the ability of visual novels and games in general to tell stories in ways not possible using traditional media doki doki literature club is my love letter to that games are an interactive art some let you explore new worlds. Some challenge your mind in broad new ways. Some make you feel like a hero or a friend, even when life is hard on you. Some games are just plain fun, and that's okay, too. That's okay, too. Gee, that's bad punctuation. He has a comma there. <laughs> I don't understand why. Um, everyone likes different kinds of games. People who enjoy dating sims may have, hi- may have a heightened empathy for fictional characters. Or they might be experiencing feelings that life has not been kind enough to offer them. If they are enjoying themselves, then that's all that matters. That goes for shooting games, casual games, sandbox games, anything. Preferences are preferences. And our differences are the reason we have a thriving video game industry. My own favorite games have always been ones that challenge the status quo. Even if not a masterpiece, any game that attempts something wildly different may earn a special place in my heart. Anything that further pushes the limitless bounds of the interactive media. I extend my true gratitude to all those who have taken the time to achieve full completion. I hope you enjoy playing it as much as I enjoyed making it. Thank you for being a part of my literature club. Love, Dan Salvato. So that's, there isn't another ending, just so you guys know, like the quick ending. If you basically Mm -hmm. delete Monica and then start a new game, Mm-hmm. You get a sort of a very, very grim ending. Uh, it's just like yes, it's uh, just basically a picture of Sayori hanging herself. And then if you mm-hmm. wait ten minutes, uh, basically a little note pops up on the bottom of the screen that says, "Now everyone can be happy." But I want to go like, Ugh. and I know I'm doing that sort of out of order, but I wanted to go back to that That's okay. that good ending. Mm-hmm. And I I think that that no, and you you sort of talked you you and i have talked about that note actually puts the entire game in perspective so right. um right yeah yeah because so we you know what what happens throughout the game what continually happens is you, as you replay this game and replay this game the two like big things that happen sayori kills herself and yuri uh stabs herself and kills herself is where and it, we didn't we didn't talk about it but after that happened natsuke comes in the room and just like pukes all over herself because yuri has murdered herself you know it, it's just it's like this really gross scene as well um and uh but there's not a way to like fully play out with natsuke you know what would happen to her you know i figured you know maybe there there's probably a scene where she goes crazy and kills herself too there's not and you never really get closure as to like okay what like you understand that um sayori is depressed uh something's happening with natsuke but it's never really spelled out something's happening with yuri too is it is it just her 
like personality? Is something going on at home? Like it it's again not really fully fleshed out. And like, you know, it Dan, you know, Salvato even talks about the type of people who play visual novels probably are able to um, have more empathy for uh, for fictional characters. And I was like, dang it, you have me pegged, you jerk. Um, because like I wanted to know these things about these fictional characters. Yeah. But there in that letter, he explains like that's not the point of this game. Like he uses that – it's almost like a satire. Like he uses that as the front to get you hooked into what then becomes this uh, this experience that, like we said at the start, can only happen in this medium of video games, where you actually have to go into the files as well. Um, you know, on PC, th- there are sometimes files that are created where you can read some of Monica's thoughts when she first figures out how to like start manipulating the different files. She creates text files in the game's files as well that you can find, and a couple image files as well, which is just like creepy when you first find them and you can play the game and never find them like it's not it's just there for you to experience uh, this fourth wall breaking in a different way um and so like what was previously like unsatisfying of just like but who are these characters became like oh the characters aren't the point no it's just stringing yeah. you along <laughs> they're they're props. so that you can go down this road right they are points exactly. of leverage meant to sort of like exploit you draw you in yes yes exploitation yes exploitation exactly um so that you can you can be invested in what's happening so that it so that it hits harder and like i i feel like because he lays his cards on the table it's not um it's not malicious if that because these are just cartoon girls. you know it's not like it's not like he got actual actors you know to 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 put up an image but he's it's it's a satire right it's it's like actually saying like you just got connected to well i think a it's picture. i i i don't know satire i think is is a bit like intent like satire is meant to okay. sort of like play you a little bit i think mm-hmm. like I think in some ways it's just a commentary. He's like, I wanted to do oh, okay. like he like he's talking about like he enjoys the visual novel genre of games. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do something with that, but he wanted to do something with it. And it's like, like, look at the way like I think what's really interesting about this game is like, yes, it is kind of disturbing, but like the way that it really sort of like <sighs> kind of put you almost put you on your ear. I, I don't know if that's the right term, but it just like, it sort of like pulls the carpet out from underneath you and just mm-hmm. like subverts all expectations and not only just subverts expectations. And there's, there's a bit of some commentary in there just on like how games, like I think he was looking for just, again, satirization sort of satire. When I think satire, I think about what the guys at 372 pages do. Right which is just <laughs> ruthlessly pan these hack authors and their garbage mm-hmm. like writing. I think he's not necessarily offering even a commentary on the player, but just like the power, maybe the power of games and how like these things can be leveraged in ways that we haven't explored. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he talks about like how he, he, some of his favorite games are games that sort of, you know, really, 
uh, sort of abandon the status quo. And I think, yeah, I think it's something unique. I mean, I'm not going to sit and say here that this game's a masterpiece. I, honestly, I'm not even sure that Mm-mm. it belongs on like a top 100 list. But it yeah, I agree. is incredibly provocative in the in the sense that like it is it leverages the medium in in a way that I don't think anybody has ever done anything. Like I mean, other games have sort of like poked at this a little bit. I don't think there's sort of like an aha got you like kind of moment, which the mm. satire sort of lends itself to. I think this is more just like sort of a like I I never got like that sort of maliciousness. I, maliciousness might be a right. strong word. I would say it's more of just like like look at what we can do. Look at like look at some of the levers yeah. we can turn here. Like mm-hmm. really like let's even maybe sort of a there there might be even a bit of a challenge to say like let, let's see the ways that we can sort of like really exploit this genre to really I mean and you and I have talked about how in some ways gaming is a more like because of just the level of immersion like mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think this game works without sort of the immersion that games offer as a general rule like right right the whole the whole interaction with sayori and then her death and everything else doesn't isn't nearly as potent if mm-hmm. You don't have sort of again the the immersive pool, and I'm not super empathetic. Like uh-huh. you know, I'm like like lately when it comes to games, I'm like let's run around and kill all the bad things and take their stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's sort of been like right. my vibe. Like, and I'm not saying that that's not there, but but it's like it's it's one of those things where even I was sort of like taken aback. There, I was like, yeah. and I think. I think there's sort of an exploration of the potency of this, this genre. I, and I could just be, I don't know. No, I, I agree. And I will say, um, before, before we go into any negative, uh, one of the things that really, when I step back and, and think about this, one of the things that I think they get just absolutely spot on in this game is the length. Mm -hmm. Because if I had spent six hours building up this relationship with Sayori and then she killed herself. I think I would feel a lot more like the game hated me. You know, if I were to have to had have spent a significant portion of time in order to build this up and then just see that it's all for naught, like that would feel a lot more spiteful. That, yeah, I was going to say that, that maliciousness, that, but spiteful I think is a good word for that too. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, Whereas in the same token, if you spent 30 minutes building it up, it wouldn't have the same impact. Um, so I think we had kind of similar, I remember having similar ideas with uh, something like Edith Finch, mm. where um, that game is very short and that that plays into its how well everything works with that game. Yeah. I think similarly, this game rides that line perfectly. Also, and we talk about having to play this game through multiple times. There's a skip feature through the text. So like multiple playthroughs, if you've already read the text, you can skip it and turn it on super fast so that it'll take you 15 minutes to run through the game mm-hmm. again. You know, yeah. like it's 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 really short. The longest portions then just become writing the writing the poems. Um so it's it's 
it is a very short game and that works in its favor, but it's not too short so that it, it doesn't actually affect you when everything that's built up just gets turned on its head. And, and so I think that is like just stepping back. That is, that is one of the things that I feel like is perfectly balanced with this game. Um, uh, in terms of the the way that this game uses these disturbing elements and we've already said it but i'm just going to come out and just make it clear is that um and I, I think this is why it gives you the trigger warning at the beginning of the game is because it uses these elements without actually exploring them so you have this girl who's a cutter and it doesn't actually go into any of that you know like it doesn't explain why it intentionally does not like dig into that for lack of a better term sorry um but it it yeah there's no explanation it's not it's not talking it's not trying to talk about oh the, it's not trying to talk about depression it's not trying to talk about you know these feelings that people can go through and so it it's pretty flippant with those those more disturbing elements and so like if you have history of that if that is triggering i totally understand why like this game could be offensive if you know you have personal history with I, some of these things. I don't. I don't think it's disrespectful. I think it just, and again, it's sort of you know just the the nature of the game. It's like these. He's not trying to have a meaningful conversation about mental health. He's right. Not, he's these are levers. These are points of leverage for him to sort of like pull you into the game, and mm -hmm. the, and they're effective in that. And right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I do think it does treat them seriously. It just doesn't talk about like it doesn't, you know, you expect when someone brings something like that up, they have a point. And in this, the point is just to to pull you in. It's the, the Chekhov's you know? gun stuff where it's like, mm -hmm. this seems like it should be important. It seems like it should be ex explained or used in, in a meaningful sort of way. Maybe Chekhov's gun isn't quite the right, but it's like when when it hints at or even sort of demonstrate the, these things, like typically we're conditioned to sort of say like, oh, there's going to be an explanation or an exploration of this further on down the line. But then the mm -hmm. game says, nope. Like it, what yeah. that was, was it was a hook to sort of drag you into this thing and sort of right. like, and yeah, it's very effective. Like it's very effective in that. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, those hooks yeah. exist and sort of pull you in. Yeah, yeah, and and I'd say particularly because of that, because of like the disturbing um, imagery and subject matter, is one of the reasons why I would not give this like highly recommend. I'm having a hard time recommending it. Yeah, even. Um, I mean, well, I I say that I I, I think, think if this is a heavily the the way that I would say this is it's a heavily caveated should play. I think people yeah. should play this, but you need mm -hmm. to go on like you you need to come at this thing with your eyes open and understand that it it's going to work you over a little bit. Like it, it's yeah. just like it reminds me in a way of like remember when I was talking about the the Invisible Man by Ralph Allison, and I yes yeah, and I mm -hmm. said like this is very good. I think uh, people should read this book. But understand that if you go into this book, this is not some easy breezy sort of like comment, like, you know, this will do some work on you. It will, it, it will kind of hit you with some ugly stuff 
and be prepared for that. And yeah, I, I think Doki Doki Literature Club actually sort of does the same thing. I yes, I completely agree with you. A heavy caveated should play because this is such a unique experience. I would say if you're interested, yes, you should definitely you should play it so long as you meet these criteria. Um, that said, I also agree with what you said earlier. I don't think it belongs on the top 100 list simply because when I think of games that, that belong there, and I brought it up earlier, but something like Edith Finch, which, which does some, not, not similar things because it doesn't, it's not a fourth wall breaking game, but where Edith Finch, I feel like has something to say to you as a player, you know, we had a whole episode. I'd recommend go listening to that about some of the, the themes and the things that we drew out of that game. But whereas I think that game has something to say about the tales that we tell ourselves and how it affects our life. And it's something that, that like it actually teaches you. You can learn from that game. I don't think there's a takeaway with this game in the same vein of like, oh, I learned something about me. I think this is more like, oh, this was a very unique experience in the way that video games can affect you. But it doesn't actually, I don't think it's actually laying out anything. I don't think it's trying to teach you anything in particular. I, I'd say the most interesting part about this is that the technique uh, employed mm-hmm. is absolutely masterful but yeah. outside of that it's like it's kind of like okay it's 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 sort of one of those things like this is a bit of a one-trick pony whereas mm-hmm. i think you know uh in what remains of edith finch there's a very different vibe um and multiple playthroughs actually like i i would go back and replay what remains of edith finch even though I know the trick is there, but because the the narrative hooks are so compelling, this game mm-hmm. the narrative just exists as sort of and again as as a bit of a leverage point to sort of get you to sort of experience like once you see the trick with Doki Doki Literature Club, that's it. You don't need to go back. Mm-hmm. Like when you like now I have literature club plus, and so there's some side story content. I haven't played through any of that Mm -hmm. yet. Eventually I'll, I'll get around to that. But I would say like, this is one of those things that once you've seen the trick, it's done. Like, I mean, and you've yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's a really, the, the technique itself is actually the interesting part. What the game has to say is actually kind of irrelevant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In, in the same way that I think, and and this was more kind of pivotal for video games in general, but I brought it up earlier, like the psycho mantis fight in metal gear solid. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's very similar to that in like, wow, this is a really cool, like idea, really cool execution. Um, it makes this whole scene more impactful, but it's not like actually trying to say anything. Well, and once it's, anything. once it's done, it's done. Like, yeah, it doesn't. You're never going to go into that fight the same way again. There's yeah, no like, sort of like transcendent thing here to like latch onto or glom onto. It's very transient yeah. and like it's very cool. <laughs> but again, once it's done, there's there's no need there's no need to sort of like come back and re- like sort of sift through the wreckage of this thing. It's done. Like you've se- yeah. you've seen the trick. You've seen behind the curtain. Like go home. Yeah. I I would say if there's anything to learn from this game, it's not what the game is saying, but I do think it has, uh, it exemplifies 
the way that that um, we as human beings are not just intellect, but mm-hmm. we're also emotionally invested in things. Um, like our our who we just the, our our nature is more than just the things like we believe things not just because we think them, but also because we feel them, (laughs) if that makes sense. And the way that this game plays with that, plays with your emotions in order to to hook you and to get you to think certain things and different setups and and assumptions that you have, I think it, it exemplifies those things. I don't think it's trying to say anything, but as someone, especially someone who's a Christian who believes that, you know, we are made in the image of God, I think there's part of that as humanity also is fallen humanity our faculties are damaged um uh, it does remind me like okay we need to be wary that uh, when we are being emotionally manipulated (laughs) in certain ways that go against our intellect not that we're all intellect and not that our intellect is even superior to our to our emotion emotional because both are are damaged and broken because of sin um but god has communicated to us through a way through in a reasonable way through the scriptures that we can reason but that we need the holy spirit in order to fully understand so all that kind of plays together what i'm saying is i think this exemplifies like the fact that we are carried along by our emotions a lot of the time and it affects us in different ways so that's that's me totally like, for lack of a better term, isogeting that into the game. Like the game is not saying that. I don't think it's something that I see as I as I play the game. Yeah, so. it's like I said. I think it's a fascinating little showpiece. This is like, mm-hmm. you know, I think if we had like a cinematography, like or like a, a movie sort of equivalent, this is like a really cool art house flick that demonstrates mm-hmm. like a lot of really cool visuals or shots or tricks um i i think maybe with monica there might be some some issues like you could maybe look at some of like the the themes of like obsession and like the yeah the upset like what sort of obsession will do um or like the havoc it can sort of wreak in an individual's life but honestly mm-hmm. i and again i think that's just sort of a lever that's just it yeah it's like if there's anything meaningful there, it's just in the sense that like, well, it's like a, sort of a legitimate expression of the dangers of obsession. I mean. Yeah. Well, that's that's true. And that kind of leads to another uh, idea of the fact that, um, you know, as humanity, as fallen humanity, like the th- – we justify our own actions. Mm-hmm. We're always the good guy in our own mind. Like Monica believed that she was the good guy as this AI character, that she was fully justified in changing the other characters, in deleting the other well, characters and things like that. And there is that scene where like when you delete her file and she's sort of like ranting against you, she's like, I killed my friends. I cared about them for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In yeah, I, I I think we can also see how like often it, people will justify their actions like they will still want to be 
the good guy in their own mind, even when doing evil things. Yeah. As well. Um, yeah. Just another, another little nugget trying to, trying to dig as, as far as we can into this. But again, I'm not sure. I don't think that the game itself is actually trying to address any of like these I said, things. I, just some things we can pick out. I, I do think like the, the sort of it's, it's mostly, it gets a re- recommendation on sort of technical merit. Like this is, yeah. I, I think the, the fourth wall breaking and just like the way that he like Salva Salvato demonst- like because of this, I'm interested to see what else he's done. And uh definitely. But it is a singularly um sort of intriguing piece of work. Like I've never mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever had a video game experience like that. And that it's kind of fascinating. And again, it's yes. it's like it's something where I'm like, well, just uh I mean, I know we're at the the end of sort of the end of this, but it's like I can't really be like, go out and play this because there's a part of me that's like, well, it, this is not for everybody. But I think again, right. If you heed the the warnings that we sort of leveraged at the beginning of the show, where you're just saying, like, listen, uh this th- there's gonna be some like pretty weighty content and this could be pretty triggering and pretty damaging. And you, you know, and this should only be consumed by people with a, you know, sort of who are more mature, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, I think, I think those are a lot of thoughts, you know, like t- two hours on a four hour game. Uh, not quite, but you know, I'm just, I'm just joking around here, but we did have some other people who, uh, said that they were going to play the game with us. We haven't discussed that with them. Um, but if you want to send in your thoughts, we would love to hear them. In fact, I was thinking maybe we can even do another bite sized on, you know, some other people's thoughts, maybe mm. discuss it a little bit, just some ideas, yeah. throwing it out there. So if you have some thoughts tons of ways you can get in contact with us on twitter our handle is at bbdowncast we have a discord server you can join there's a link for that in the description of this episode our facebook group is the hashtag backlog book club or you can email us directly at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com and then if you want to to reach out personally on the internets i generally go by broccolope and nate goes by nate underscore mckeever yeah. Well, Josh, it's been a night. We uh mm-hmm. we talked we about dokied. we we my my heart <laughs> did not go doki doki. At least not <laughs> um not from any sort of horror or existential dread. Uh mm-hmm. maybe the caffeine I consumed earlier is sort of doing some work on me. But all that being said, we have sort of we we came here tonight to sort of like crack this thing open and really take a look at it. And, and you know what? I have to be honest. I'm glad I played it. It was, mm-hmm. um, and again, it's sort of heavier content. And, and again, I definitely recommend it for just somebody with more mature sensibilities, but it, it was very interesting. And it, it, yeah. it kind of, it's like one of those things where I'm like, eh, this, this, I don't think this necessarily deserves like a place on like, again, like our top 100 list, but it's definitely an honorable mention. And, uh, like it, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it, it does something special. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it was our spoopy game of 2021 and it will always, you know, it will be 
remember i i will not soon forget this game that's for no, sure <laughs> no for sure and it's like uh, it, i i don't like i said you know we've we've sort of i don't know that it necessarily does anything or says anything super mm-hmm. um like super permanent or super profound profound yeah. uh i do like just as a i don't know if you had did you have any community shout outs before we sort of like really button her up or? oh shoot uh no i i did earlier in the week and i don't remember what well, it was dang it i should have written it down um just for anybody who's paying attention so uh, if you you are in the discord there's a channel for sort of that i will be posting questions for for pending episodes uh, if you are in the discord um there's actually a channel the channel for answering questions prior to recording is called how do you how does that make you feel um and then breaking down the breakdown is about disgusting uh, disgusting oh boy (laughs) they talk pretty someday but discussing these games after or the topics of the episode after so i know that it's semantics whatever it's not going to get super crazy until you start I'm going to I'm going to sort of call out two of our members without calling them okay. out. We had a little bit of a debate about the word ye, as in okay. ye old back <laughs> back book logs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Enough, you weebs. I'm gonna stuff both of you into <laughs> lockers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if if you are like those are the kind of shenanigans that we get into mm-hmm. on the Discord server. So Th- that's right. I did by one of my comments um, cause one of our our members on our Discord to eat his shoe as well. He posted a video of that. Um, so that was entertaining. I actually felt really bad that he went through with it. I thought I was making jokes, but he he went all the way. That was that was intense. All the so way. if you want to join us on Discord, <laughs> there's that. These as are well. the things that happen. Um, the final caveat, because it wasn't brought up in this in this episode at all. The final, the parting caveat that I give you is, don't search the characters of this game on the internet. Oh no, that's a terrible don't. idea. The internet is such a weird place. Even the Steam, even bringing this game up on Steam, you see all kinds of fan art and stuff. And it's no, you guys are missing the point. These aren't. These aren't real characters. These are no. Go to bed. Yeah. Stop it. I saw a waifu pillow for Monica, and I was like, Yeah. I was like, Nope. Like y'all. What is wrong with you? Y'all. Y'all what are freaks, and the world is a lesser place for you. Um, See, the problem is you want someone to want you like Monica wants you. Yeah. That's that's not okay. Nah. You broken, dude. That's not okay. You broken. <laughs> But anyways, now that we have delete that game now, now uh, delete that game uh, immediately. Um, <laughs> but uh, that we've sort of, we have sort of wandered to and fro at this point in time to borrow that phrase. Um, but I think, I think we need to call it a night, Josh. So yeah. until next time, Josh, what should they do? Guys keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down. The benefits. Absolutely.